We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show. Best hair at the station, this entire show right here. React to that. Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that cord right. I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show and, and Clinton show. I love the show. You guys are great. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Somebody out there listening right Ooh, now. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Is that Mike Hot Top? I'm going to kick your ass, Tyler. <laughs> Whoa, what? You're talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubeblade. The drive is alive and in color, baby! And it's in the house! I kind of liked that version of it. Yeah, I kinda yeah. Liked the, I it kinda, felt right. The inflection of, in the house! I like that. That was well when done, fellas. turn it off, because further it's just, about damn time. Hi- I'm with you. About it felt damn good. time, y'all figured out. I like that. We're only about 700 shows in this thing. About damn time, y'all figured out. Tra- trailer 662. Frame, trailer, Will and Frame, text line. Can you... Type in in the house in the way he inflected it. Can you make? Uh, can you make that? Uh, can you? Can you? I, I'd love to see that on the trailer, <laughs> rolling frame, text line. All right, a lot to get to today, baby. We hooking you up with tickets, so stay tuned right here. Tickets to what? Show? A, a, Come a on, little, a little rodeo <laughs> action, a little Parker McCullough. He's kicking this thing off, baby. Come on, man. Three be listening in the three and five o'clock hours. Can I get uh, a little bit of tea? Uh, he ain't got none. I man. mean, not just a look, just a look, just turn me on a bit, man. He's just, just, turn, just turn me on a little bit. There you go. We're gonna give away what? Ah, baby, look, a look. There he is, a little park, park, on, little park. We'll call him. He's been right here. He, uh, he, uh, he is a supporter of the drive. We've had him on multiple times. So, uh, yeah, he's gonna kick this thing off three and five o'clock hours. Make sure you're listening for the cue to call a little. Well, uh, hooking you up here, man, and it's gonna be a good time right there. Right there, he had that at the ready. That's why he's the uh, the number eight ranked producer in all of afternoon yeah, drive. You're in the top, top eight, eight not, baby. Not in L.A. or New York. Congratulations <laughs> uh, to him. He, he's H town. He don't want to be in none of them places. Now, oh, I, I didn't. I'm just saying. No, you know, he's not there yet. But okay. bury me in the H. All right, Lance. <laughs> um, but listen. It could happen at any moment, man. There's a tweet from the Texans saying, we've completed our discussions with D'Amico Ryans regarding our head coach position. So, when the hell are they going to announce it? When are, when, when, are they go, when are they going to announce it? That's what I want to know. When well, they go- well I, I tell you what, Show. Here, here's the deal. Is, is I just firmly believe that there's an opportunity here. You know our guy, Doug Vosick, over there? I don't know that he's in charge of any kind of press conferences or announcements or anything like that, but there's a lesson to be learned. He's pretty thorough. Yeah. He's pretty sharp in, in his in, with his presentation, right? I think I think Cal McNair has an opportunity here. I think Cal McNair has an opportunity here, and I look, I, I, I'll I'll put it out there because I know the man. 
I feel like there's an opportunity. Oh, oh, oh. What you about to say? Well, you know, I just, I, I just, I, I, I just, got, I just think you've been a little hard on Kyle no, lately. You brought up the, the not coming. Up I, I'm not, I'm not real happy with Hannah right now. I, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going, I'm not going. Look, I think we I'm not going to pull the curtain all the way back. Should, uh, I'm not going to do it, but I'm not, I'm not real happy. Pull that carpet back. Yeah, I'm nail, not nail real, the carpet down. Yeah, nail it. Down. <laughs> I'm not real happy with Hannah right now, but but uh, I'm not going to take it out on Cal. I think Power there's of your microphones. I, I think there's an opportunity that that Cal for for Cal here to channel his inner Jerry Jones. I know I know a lot of the sensitive folks out there may may frown at that and and be like to hell with you and hell with Jerry Jones and hell no 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 we're there not, not going to play that there, there's something home. here like there's there, there's an opportunity here there's momentum building already um, nationally around the Houston Texans organization. You still got some folks out there that that want to that want to, you know, throw the the D word around, the dysfunctional word around and and okay. that's, that's fair. Uh, they, the they, they, earned, they earned every bit of it. That's fair. But there's there's things like this floating out there. Stan Verrett. I'm, I'm a big fan of Stan's, right? Yeah. part of the national media says I'm not sure there's a better there's been a better fit than D'Amico Ryan's as the Texans head coach in a long time. How about that? All right, that's 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 a that's a beautiful thing going on. You got you got a little momentum going your direction here, Cal. I, I think Cal should, should channel his inner Jerry Jones and should strategically announce the D'Amico hire. It isn't on my schedule. I don't need to be on your schedule, Jerry. This is Cal. I'm talking about butt out now. Damn it, butt out. I'm talking about Cal McNair. Like, there's an opportunity. When can Cal McNair and that Texans logo get the most exposure, the most positive, because it's going to be positive when this thing pops and D'Amico Rhines is a guy. When when can they make that announcement? When can they schedule that intro presser, introductory press conference, for those that, that didn't understand that gibberish I just, I just spit out there. When can they do that show to get the most bang for their buck, is it a Tuesday afternoon on on uh, almost said Clint Turner in the show on the drive? Yeah, or is it? I mean, I would be okay if they called in right now to make the announcement would, right here on the drive, so it's open for you there. That would be huge. I would Let's forgive. Go, I would forgive Hannah if that if that did right indeed, now, Hannah, indeed happen. It would be forgiven. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. If you want to call in right now to make the announcement that you have, anyway. Go can, ahead. Can, well, can I make a suggestion here, please? Now, look, I don't know how much the transparency that is the NFL right now in terms of, like, they've got to submit uh, the paperwork and everything, I'm assuming, to the NFL and make it all official. And I'm sure in that process, somebody's going to leak it. Um, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, or, or one of the guys are, are, are going are to get the info. I, so I don't know exactly how they accomplish this show. But the closer they can make the announcement to the weekend – and the closer they can schedule that introductory press conference to the weekend as that as that um, the Pro Bowl buzz starts to because it is Pro Bowl weekend. Pro Bowl weekend. It's, yeah. not, it's not championship weekend, it's not Super Bowl weekend. I get that, but there is some football buzz this weekend, right? The closer you can get to that to capitalize on it and even trump, you trump the Pro Bowl. Well, that, that's what we'd be talking about at the Pro Bowl. Absolutely. The story there. Yeah. It'd be Pro Bowl weekend. And they'd go straight from the Texans hired D'Amico Rhines, and here's D'Amico Rhines speaking as the Texans head coach for the first time. They would go straight from that to Pro Bowler 
starting quarterback in in the in the Pro Bowl, in the flag football, whatever the hell they got going on. You could capitalize a little bit more. A lot more eyeballs on the TV at that you point in time. You care about that, huh? You care about you, you care about maximizing. I think there's the value fun. there. I think there's value there. Really? I, I think I think I think Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys strategically announced that Kellen Moore was getting fired this past weekend on Championship Weekend to get the most views possible on that star and around the Dallas Cowboys. I think I think there's something there that if you care enough and if you dig deep enough that you can get some value out of that. I think the Texans have a great logo. Well, it's not it's not a bad thought. Listen, the process they've had leading up to getting to this point of. Whenever it happens, announcing that they yeah, have hired yeah. Miko Ryan's, right? They've they've hit home runs. This is a plus for everything they've done, and why not finish the job to try to you know create as much buzz around it? And I think for me, if it creates as much excitement uh, for your fan base, I think I, I think it's needed. And I'm telling you, Clint, where I think this could be, really be the best key forward is. Continuing to have the Texans being placed in a positive light. Because when they announced that D'Amico Ryans is the head coach and the national stories, and it starts running on ESPN, on CBS, on, on Fox, FS1, all that, it's not going to be talking about the Texans in a negative light like it has been the past three years, which they have deserved. Now, you can, you, you can have the fan base be proud of themselves and hear, and hear positive things about the Texans because they've yeah. hired a great candidate. So, well, yeah, I, I think it's a good thought. May, maybe maybe the announcement needs to be made on a day where you are going to be the only story, where every TV show, every radio station in America is going to be talking. It's going to be leading leading the the uh, the lead story is going to be D'Amico Rhines and, boy, the Texans. Uh, looks like they're climbing out of the, the, the adversity, the dysfunction, the, the incompetence that they've shown. Boy, they have climbed out and they have snagged the number one head coach candidate in in this year's cycle. I I just think there's something there for Cal from a timing perspective. Show um, to, to strategically announce the hire and schedule the intro presser. Just say it out loud. The Texans would be the top story in the NFL for the first time. In a positive light. In a positive light in a long time. No doubt in a about long, it. In a long, long time. You, you know what else? Uh, oh, T, T brought up a little something. And threw it on out there. You know, T's a big merch guy. Oh, King Dingaling in there. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I maybe should not have called you King Dingaling because now i got to hear about it all the time. But yeah. but here, here's the deal, yeah, King he, Dingaling. He bought you, the Davis Mills. Yeah, you, you had a King Dingaling idea today. Well, it, it didn't die on the vine, right? It's a good idea. Do the, do the Texans Do the Texans drop... Some D'Amico Ryan's merch, a little throwback jersey Absolutely. for D'Amico Ryan's in the pro shop on uh, right Saturday now. after he's hired. It would sell out. You think so? I'd be buying one. It would sell. It, it would sell out if they put them in. If they put them in the blue, the battle red, and the whites, they'd all sell out. That is how I counteract buying a Davis Mills jersey right there. No, no, you're never going to be forgiven for that stupidity. Ever. I was trying to believe, man. I was trying right. to 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 will it into existence. You're you know, better, you're better than that. I was a part of General Mills's army. There's no denying it. Yeah, you're better. Show I, I mean, uh, uh, put them, put them in the blues, the reds, and the whites. They'll sell out. Well, I, I look, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm just telling you, I feel like I feel like Omar in the, in the game. They got Doug, Doug's on this. Doug's on this. This is one Doug's probably got got a, throw, But I'm just throwing that out just in case. Well, you know what? You know what'll apply here. You know what will apply here. You think they got any? Uh, you think they got any back? Uh, uh, 
You think they got any back merch from Whitney Merciless? Well, they've already changed it to Kenyon Green's. Well, Kenyon, well, Kenyon's going to change numbers. <laughs> I mean, I hate, I hate to break it to you. No, you Merciless no. or Green, they got to change numbers, and you got to put you got to put Ryan's on the back of it and put it in the pro shop. No, they just make new ones now. Just make some new ones now. Make some new ones. They'll sell out. I really think they would. I no, I, I, there the, the is good, money to be made. No, there. I tell you, there's money to be made. Is all the people that have a Whitney Merciless jersey that bought it and were embarrassed to wear it that last year? Oh, another bring it back type no, of deal. Yanked the nameplate off of it, put mm. put Ryan's on the back of it, and you got uh, you no. got you. No, don't be lazy. Just go buy it. Just I don't know if they the would one. do that oh, to Whitney. Says the cheapest though. guy in in Texas, huh? Yeah, but I, would, I don't know what they'd do that to Whitney as far as like the jersey swap. I'm talking about fans that already bought it. Yeah, and I'm talking about that fan. Take the nameplate off. Okay. Don't take the Texans for it. So Just not take a big the Texans like, uh, like initiative like they did. Like there ain't nothing you can do with that ten jersey you got. <laughs> I mean, you can take put the Hopkins on. Have your throwback no, jersey? No, thank you. I'll, I'd rather keep. But those. you don't like Hopkins either. Boy, I mean, I, I, like, I, I just, I, I'm no, with just you not, No, it's just, a, it's just a bad purchase. It was a hell of an idea. Knows. It was a hell of an idea. We're, we're, we're on, we're on the. You know, when are they going to schedule the presser? When are they going to make the announcement? How are they going, how are they going to capitalize on this hire? And there's some, there's some options. Sell there. y'all some jerseys. I'm telling you, bro. you get them in that battle red, like the updated one. Some people, some yeah. people texting in. Yeah, I've got, I've got my old D'Amico. Yeah, but you got that old one. Get it in that new one. Yeah, it's five nines running around there. Kenyon Green going. Kenyon Green going to get up there next year and say, damn, look at all them five nines out there. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't say green? No, it don't matter. You see the front. Like, he going to have yeah. his mom or, his, or, or, or the girl he's smashing, and they going to be like, they'll be like, look at all them 59s in there. Dang, they love you out here. <laughs> nah, man, that's my coach. I didn't mean to say smash. <laughs> no, that was great. That, I didn't that mean was to great. Say I checked up. That was segment. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know. They do, though. I'm I'm first in line getting me a Miko jersey, Just don't hurt man. your back, man. By the way. Uh, Are you going with Miko? Is that, where, is that what you're going with? If they do it, I'm in, I'm one of the first. No, no, no. no, I'm, no I'm, I'm talking no, about the He name. messed up. No, it's uh, D'Amico. I'm talking yeah, about that our, man. Our, I, I think uh, no, Miko, I, Miko no, rolls well off the tongue. No, call him in D'Amico. Some of his closest friends call him Miko. Yeah, no, coach. This ain't a nickname. It's D'Amico. I think I heard J.J. Watt call him Miko. No, but you ain't J.J. You call Let's give That's that man fair. respect of his title. He's going to be head coach. It's D'Amico. Mr. Ryan's. Coach Ryan. Mr. Ryan's. You ain't J.J. The first time we, the first time we get D'Amico in there, I'm just going to let you know, man, our, my, my producer's just saying, what's up, Miko? Trying to, trying to make up, that Miko? work for you. Oh, he's, he's going to talk to you on the phone before, though, show. He's already going to have that seed planted, bud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, did you hear Tyler informed us before the show that he's a uh, He's gonna take a lengthy uh, vacation. Uh, he's gonna take a take a trip to Europe. That's right, going across uh, the pond. Where, later where this are year. you going, bud? When, when is this? This is going to be in August, right before the football season. Uh, okay. Well, you can't hide that maroon money. What? Where are you going? Uh, we're gonna be heading to uh, three stops. We're going to London. We're going to Paris, and we're going to Rome. Mm, never been. Yep, going to England, France, and and old Rome. I lost my favorite trucker hat in Paris. You lost your yeah. trucker hat. In fact, I I think I think you ought to uh, my favorite trucker hat back when trucker hats first hit and they were the deal. Okay, I was about to say I've never seen you wearing a trucker hat. Well, there's one my favorite. It's in uh, Larry Flint's Hustler Club in Paris. Larry Shake- Flint as Flint. in as in Larry Flint of uh, Hustler. Hustler. Yeah, he's got a strip joint, shake joint in uh, what in Paris. Yeah, in Paris. And you left a tr- trucker hat there. Yeah, I, I, they, they. When, when, Clint? You just left it on a table. Well, or? Since I've known you. No, when? I left it on on a, a a young lady, a beautiful young lady's head, in oh. two thousand and five. This feels like a bad conversation. I feel I feel like that trucker hat still somewhere in Hustler. In two thousand five, that trucker hat is not in Hustler. Is this a shake joint? But I yeah, like- it's a shake joint. You know you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, you think you, you think you can ease on in there when you're in Paris and get my hat? Well, well the problem, Dirty, is I'm going to be in Paris with with my wife. So I'm not well, sure. I'm not sure she's going to be too keen stuff. on making a That's trip to a strip club. The problem is the trucker hat. Can you just what, what kind of trucker hat was it? It was it was uh, almost like a, a bluish green gray. It's, it's gray, not not bluish gray. Gray front. Okay, gray. White front. mesh. Okay, white mesh on the, the back. The, the lid. The 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 bill was the same color. And I'm going to go back and look at pictures. And I can't remember the the the. Uh, it had like a. a Rectangular logo, logo patch logo on the on the front of it. It was it was it was a it was a really nice gray white mesh. Okay, white mesh on the back. Need to know what I'm looking for. Gray gray bill. Okay, I'll get what it said on the front of. I can't remember exactly what it said on, but it was a great lid. You can give me a picture if you can give me a picture to take with me. That would help a lot. Butter butter threw that hat in the trash as soon as her name was not Butter, and I'd be damned if she threw it in the hat. She'd love that hat. She threw it. She loved that hat while you was giving her money. Didn't and then when it. you left, didn't do it. I, 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 I didn't do it. I hadn't changed my money over to, to them Franks or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is in Paris. Did she right. use the hat as a prop? All right, listen, you no, it wasn't no prop. She had it on her head, T. Coming up. We'll find out how much Megan likes me. She lets you go Coming up, D'Amico is hat. going to be the next head coach. Think about this during the break. What should he do with picks 2 and 12? We'll discuss that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. Texas is probably going to have their head coach in place very, very soon. We'll have that right here on Sports Radio 610 whenever that happens, Clint. But now that we we got an idea who it's going to be, D'Amico Ryans, that means it's going to be D'Amico Ryan as your head coach. Man, I know that big point of what you want to find out, who the hell is going to be running this offense. I know it's a big case, but we know D'Amico's going to be the head coach, and we know that Nick is going to be the GM uh, in charge of player personnel. So that's the next the next step. There's free agency beforehand, but then the draft in late April. And the Texans, as we know, with D'Amico Ryans, they have picks 2 and 12. And I told some of you to think this through. Trailer, will, and frame text line. Think this in your mind as well. Now it is, what the hell should they do with that 2-12? and 12? Like, that, like that's, that's immediate where the thought is, where should the Texans go at 2-12? and 12? Well, look, I, look I, I'm if the quarterback's there and you talk to him and he's that dude, then you got to go get him. But with D'Amico Rines being the expected head coach, next head coach for the Houston Texans, I, I would have no problem, zero problem. Who was that? Says zero problem, big fella. Who is that? I don't have that. 
You don't have them lyrics? Don't have zero problems. I think that's what he said. Anyway, zero problems with D'Amico Ryan's going, hey, I'm a defensive-minded head coach. What I do know is how to wreak havoc on the defensive side of the football. What I do know is I've got two premium draft picks. You got really got more, but I'm talking about the first rounders. And I've got a lot of voids on this football team. Two and 12, yeah. And I know that if you give me the right dudes on the defensive side of the football, I can get this team back to eight or nine wins at the very least. I can get them back to respectability. And I can lay a hellacious foundation. With that said, I would have no problem at all with D'Amico Ryan's going all defense. You mean I say two, all and, two and 12? I'm talking about two and 12. Not one bit of problem with it. And in fact, in fact, if I'm D'Amico Ryan's and that's my sweet spot, I don't give a damn what nobody says. I, that's, that's Given what I've watched this football team go through this year, I know the quickest way back to eight, quickest way back to nine, is getting that defense right. You, you, you're on the way. You're on the way with Derek Stingley. You're on the you're on the way with with Christian Harris. You're on the way with Petrie. I mean, you you got you got a few pieces there. You got some role players that can that can go. You just got to get them dudes. You you got like like show. I would have no problem at all. Jalen Carter at number two. Houston Texans select Jalen Carter, defensive lineman out of Georgia. Knowing there'll be two at least two quarterbacks probably on the board, potentially all three of them. And and look, if if they are like I said, if if they are the dude that you feel like, if D'Amico, if you, I don't want I don't want to hear about it. Like I don't care what Nick thinks, I don't care what Cal thinks. If if, if D'Amico Ryan's thinks this is the dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna hitch my wagon to. My I'm gonna hitch my head coach career to this cat right here. Then he's got to draft that guy. But if not, I'm just telling you. I would have no problem as a Texans fan to if I heard Jalen Carter, defensive end out of Georgia, and they kick that thing up to Mel Kuyper, one of them cats, and they start talking about versatility to play all four defensive line spots. What we just watch? What we just watch in the AFC Championship? Who was the most valuable player in the AFC Championship? Patrick Mahomes. Nope. Stop it, damn it, show. <laughs> who was the most valuable player in the AFC Championship? You know who that is. Oh, Stone Cold Jones. That's baby. right. And guess what? What'd he do? Played all four positions across the defensive line. He's an interior defensive line monster. What'd he do? He changed the end position. The first thing I read today on Jalen Carter, versatility to play all four D-line spots. Change of direction, the ability, the, the change of direction ability of a player 40 to 50 pounds lighter than him. Difference maker that must be accounted for on every snap. Texans ain't had a dude like that since J.J. Watt. Texans ain't had a dude like that since J.J. Watt. Now, that that is uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Daniel Jeremiah. I respect him as much as any as any draft. He's not a guru. He's more of an analyst. Um, more more of a he goes around and watches these guys year to year and and knows them really really well. I trust him more uh, as much if not more than anybody else out there. That's Daniel Jeremiah's breakdown of him. We just watched Chris Jones dominate. On all, I would not be disappointed at all. If D'Amico Ryan's went down there and said, "With well, number two, Jalen, I've went, I've, I've talked to him, I met with him at the combine, saw, it, it checks everybody. Jalen Carter's our guy. I, I, could, I could get real excited about that one, show. It's hard for me to pass up on one of them quarterbacks here too. And I know it'll, it'll probably be Bryce or or C.J. Stroud. Mm. It is hard for me to pass up on one of those quarterbacks here too. And and now if they don't, and we do agree on this, 
even though we may have different opinions, if they don't love him and don't view what, leave what he's going to be able to do in their offense, I don't think they should take him. But, damn it, Bryce or C.J. Stroud, to me, it, hell, I, I'd even accept Will Levis. Maybe there's something hey. that one's hard for me to, to, to do. But uh, it is hard for me to pass up on one of them. When, when you're yeah. talking about quarterbacks in the, in the 2023 draft, if D'Amico Rines doesn't absolutely think the quarterback walks on water, if he doesn't absolutely love him, he's got to leave him, period, point blank, and never look back in the rearview mirror. But as a defensive-minded coach, are you comfortable with like him being the guy that says – It don't matter if I'm comfortable. He's the damn head coach. Well, I know he is, <laughs> but I'm just saying like – yeah, no, look, I, the, the one for me, there's one for me. I, we, I said this from jump. If Bryce Young is a guy that I fall in love with, then I, the other ones I could see you passing on. The other ones I would have no problem whatsoever with this organization passing on C.J. Stroud or passing on Will Levis to go Jalen Carter. Now, I also said number 12, show. Somebody's going to slip a little bit in this draft. Probably multiple players going to slip a little bit. You said let's go all defense. Let's go all defense. All right, so check it out. Would anybody have a problem with Jalen Carter at number one? And any 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 one of these six guys, let me give you, let me give you six guys that are slated again. Daniel Jeremiah, they're in that in that 10 to 18 range, these six guys. Tyree Wilson, defensive end out of Texas Tech. Keon White, defensive end out of Georgia Tech. Miles Murphy, defensive end out of Clemson. I know a lot of people like him, but I think that's more of the Clemson logo than it is Miles. I like Miles. I'm just saying the other guys uh, could potentially be Nolan Smith, Edge out of Georgia. One of those four edge guys, need need edge guys big time here, right? Those are all top 16 guys. Right? And there's a lot of tackles in there. There's a couple of quarterbacks in there. Those outside, outside of Will Anderson, those are your top DNs. Or this could, get, this could turn me on big time. And I know a lot of people are going to like this. This could turn me on big time. Joey Porter Jr., corner out of Penn State. Back up your corner. Devin Weatherspoon, corner out of Illinois. Top two corners in this draft, according to Jer- Daniel Jeremiah. Um, and you get two top five corners to start building your defense around. That made me football. Come on, man. Yeah, corners on, are show. the hardest thing to find. Come on, show. It's not I, bad. I, I, I could. Get, I'm not a defensive guy, but I could get real. I could get. Whew, I could get real turned on with that now. Let me let let me let Greg jump in here real quick. Greg, go ahead. What's your What's your thoughts on uh what the Texans should do at two and twelve? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call, man. You're making some great points to go defense. But I am on the complete opposite side of you. I just think when you get you don't get too many options to get a number two pick. I think you've got to go quarterback. Lock up your quarterback. Yeah, we want Bryce Young. Yeah, we blew it. Stroud looked great against Georgia. I think he's going to be a quarterback that you can build yourself around. Come back in at number 12. Get your wide receiver, whether it's Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison. I think one of those guys is going to be available. When you come into that top pick of the second round, you've still got some edge guys there. You can go Andre Carter. You can go B.J. Ojolari. You can probably go the uh, Felix kid out of K-State. Good Lord, and Greg. Are you, thing, what are you the doing? other thing I want to throw in there is all the cap space. I want to use all our cap space on our defense. Go get you an edge guy. Go get you a linebacker. Go get you a cornerback or a safety with your cap space. That's where I want to build the defense. I appreciate the call. Thanks, Greg, our draft analyst right here at Sports Radio yeah. 610. First time a man named Greg ever turned me on. I appreciate that call right there, Bob. Second time for me. All right, coming up, tell Seth about, Payne. Tell me about the first in the break, will you? I tell you. <laughs> Seth Payne, uh, who you hear every day on a Tuesday, joins us. We'll get his thoughts on everything going on 
with this Texas coaching search and the draft upcoming. That's coming up next right here on The Drive. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. That's right. It is a Tuesday. So that means our guy Seth Payne joins us at 240 every Tuesday. You can hear him every day on uh, Payne and Pendergast in the morning, 6 a.m., 10 a.m., and I know uh, the big story here is we're just kind of waiting for it uh, oh. when uh, when uh, it would be announced that uh, that D'Amico Ryan's is the head coach. And I want to ask you, uh, one who is a former teammate of D'Amico, just like Wade Smith is. I, the, the the question I asked Wade in the crossover, I want to ask the same thing to you because we get in these points of all right, man. Yes, how excited we are! All the great things about D'Amico Ryan's being the head coach, and there are. But we all know no one's perfect, and everything has some potential concerns. And I'm curious from you, Seth, knowing him, what are your concerns? What would be concerns that you would have about D'Amico being the next head coach? Um, I think the the two things that would naturally come up anytime anybody makes that transition from, you know, actual, you know, from employee to manager, I guess, which is what happens when you go from assistant coach to head coach. All of a sudden you're in charge of firing. Uh, one is simply the, uh, is he enough of a jerk? Because there needs to be enough of a jerk in you to where you're, you know, you can politely go about the business of being a jerk. But you got you to gotta make hard decisions at times. I feel pretty confident about that. I think that D'Amico's always had a very straightforward manner in terms of, uh, you know, understanding what the ultimate goal is. And that you've got to you've got to be frank and honest with people about getting to that point. That's what linebackers do. You know, that's what quarterbacks do. That's what linebackers do. And I think he's always been very good at that. The other side is is as much as I've stumped for D'Amico Ryan's. I was telling Tyler uh, as we were waiting to come on. Um, now that I've stumped so hard for D'Amico Ryan's, yeah, we've got to get this offensive coordinator thing right. We can't. I can't have the multiple people that have come after me telling me how stupid I am for wanting a defensive coach to to be proven correct. Because a, it would mean the Texans aren't doing well offensively, and b, my ego would be wounded, and, and we can't have that. What What do you think about the 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 dynamic between GM and, and head coach? And I'm not I'm not necessarily Seth asking you the question because it's Nick Casario. There's a lot of a lot of smoke around Nick in terms of being like Bill and yada, yada, yada. I'm just just generally speaking, that relationship, how it needs to work, best case scenario, and, and what it looks like here in Houston. I think just, you know, from knowing those guys, and I, you know, it's not like I'm close friends with either of those guys or anything, but from observing them and watching them professionally, and, and I think I, I know D'Amico's personality pretty well just from my experience with him a long time ago, but also just from knowing people who know D'Amico. I think they'll have a pretty productive relationship. And again, if you go back to always keeping the ultimate goal in mind, I think both of those guys have an ability to sub subvert their own ego or what am I saying? Suppress their own ego. They like the, the, to listen to other people's input and, you know, Casario worked with Bill Belichick for 20 years, who's not an easy guy to, you know, chum around with. You're going to have productive disagreement in, in that relationship. And yet I don't feel like he's a guy who's necessarily a bully or anything. You're going to have to have things exactly his own way. So I think that those guys will have a pretty good meshing of personalities. I guess, again, what I wonder about is 
you know, my my preference for D'Amico and an offensive coordinator would be somebody from that Kubiak, Shanahan, McVay tree, because mostly because of uh, like there's a there's a franchise element to that where you can get those guys, you know, in Clint, I think, you know, you can probably appreciate this better than me, that there's so many of those offenses out there right now and so many assistant coaches being taught and tutored underneath these Kubiak, Shanahan, McVay offensive coordinators that I think that you you can go out and pluck out and find the bright kids out there who will come in and use the same lingo, will understand a lot of the same philosophies, but with their own tweaks to where, hey, if the offense is going really well, and let's say the Texans hired, say, Zach Robinson away from the Rams or something, maybe Zach Robinson gets a head coaching job in two years. If D'Amico does his job correctly, and if, if Casario does his job correctly, they'll have a couple other guys on that staff that are capable of being offensive coordinators. Um, so, so that's what I want. The question is, hey, is that what Nick Casario wants? I think that's what D'Amico would want, but I don't know. Is that what Nick Casario wants? Because that's a different world and a slightly different you know, style of offense and, and thinking of offense than Nick is too. Seth, I, I think there's a lot there, man. I, I love the coaching staff conversation and, and the, 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 uh, the, the other thing that I think is going to be difficult this year, right? And, and I'm, I'm curious to know kind of what your initial thoughts are. Um, there's so many needs on this football team, right? I, I think typically for a GM and a head coach to sit down and go, okay, look, we need a, we need a left tackle and we need a, a safety and a linebacker. Let, let's, let's go out there and see who's available and get the best one. With the Texans, man, they're going to sit down and they're going to. I think, I think their their wants and their preferences are going to come into play a lot more this initial draft because there's so many openings, right? There's so many, so many needs, and then it comes into what's the priority. And boy, that between Nick and D'Amico, their their priorities are going to have to align in so many different ways because there's so many voids, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I guess, you know, then you get into a question of, okay, what's the most impactful guy they could go after? Um, I think that, look, you can always use pass rushers, obviously, and I think that one thing they've done well in, you know, in D'Amico Ryan's defense, Robert Sala's defense, whoever that would be, is that they've taken guys who are really good uh, very good at the second level and made the most of them. I think in a way that Fred Warner, who came in with D'Amico Ryan, you know, Fred Warner w- was coached by D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan was his position coach. And, and a middle linebacker can make the secondary look better, can make the safeties look better. And that's a cost-effective way to do things, which I know uh, Nick Casario's way into being cost-effective. And yet that that defense, as good as it was, was able to – have a relative bargain secondary. If you think Charvarius Ward is playing on a, a three-year deal, I believe, Lennar was kind of a, a liability in that defense, and yet they were the number one defense this year. The big thing is, okay, pass rushers. Do you have, uh, do, you know, do you have a Nick Bosa? Do you have some of those other guys? I, and I think that's something that is universal across any defense. It's a little bit different than the way they operated in New England. They never – really paid a premium in terms of uh, paying for or drafting actual pass rushers in New England. But I think that that's like the one – that's the one magic bullet that might also help get the most out of Christian Harris and in that defense uh, uh, end up being a really nice defense without having to spend a boatload at every single position. Seth Payne with us uh, as he joins us each and every Tuesday. 
uh, talking about it. Listen, D'Amico's going to be the coach. We're talking about the things now as we move forward to see where they're they're going to go. You you talked about concerns. My my major concern, uh, it, it, I wouldn't say major, but if you if you pin me down, what's a concern is, you know, kind of what you brought up there. Who he's going to hire as the OC? And I know I know you didn't I know you didn't compile the list of names. Yeah, and because I know Clint has over here as well. Clint rattled off about <laughs> oh. five or six in his in his mindset. Okay. So where where are you? What, like what? Give well, us some names that you think would make a lot of sense. You said the McVay tree. Give us some let, names. Let's see if uh, let's see if any of ours mesh. If there's like a oh, common, yeah, let's hear if it. there's a common denominator here. Um, all right, I told you Zach Robinson from the Rams, Bobby Slowick from um, from San Francisco. He's their passing game coordinator and uh, I, I I'm intrigued by him I, I I throw Clint Kubiak in there just because he's a Kubiak and I you know he he's got experience in that scheme I think he's kind of raw still in terms of coordinating experience so I'm he's not one of my favorites those first two guys I mentioned and then the other the big name that's very hot but not in the Kubiak Shanahan tree but that everybody seems to love and have a lot of respect for is Brian Johnson the quarterbacks coach from Philadelphia who who looks like he might just be waiting it out to see if Shane Steichen gets a job somewhere because I think he wants to stay in Philadelphia he, I think, I think he wants to come home, Seth. I, I, I'm, I'm hot. So? Like, I, well, I'm just saying he's a Baytown kid. I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying it because I, I, I know him and like him, and and uh, and, and would love to see him here as a, a Texans offensive coordinator. I, I think there's, there's one thing is, and really with any of those names that that you mentioned, they're all on the short list. I, I think, I think how D'Amico surrounds that guy because I think the one thing that is available, um, it, with, with a with a an, a young up and coming, for a lack of better terms, unproven coordinator, what is available are the Anthony Lins of the world that have been offensive minded head coaches that have that are on staffs that are assistant head coaches. I think there's going to be an opportunity to not only bring that guy in, but there's a need to surround him with a running backs coach that's not just Joe Blow from down the street that was an old running yeah. back that knows how to do it, you know. Um, there's an opportunity there to surround him with an offensive staff that brings more to the table than just, well, this guy can coach running backs. Yeah, well, and I think, too, if you look at what they did with Trevor Lawrence this year, obviously Doug Peterson is an offensive coach, um, but they added, like, Jim Bob Cooter, Mike McCoy, guys that aren't going to get you necessarily excited if you'd hired them as offensive coordinators, but who have been around for a long time. And I think if you kind of... You create this cocoon around not just the the quarterback, but the offensive coordinator himself. I, you know, Gary Kubiak in that role um, would be very, very yes. good as a consultant. Because teams do this all the time. They have a consultant. You know, Vic Fangio will work as a consultant somewhere. Um, Dom Capers was doing it last year with Denver with Ijiro Ivaro, who was a first-time defensive coordinator. And I could I could kind of see a lot of I could kind of see a lot of Dom Capers. Uh, mannerisms and actions in the way Evero was operating, and I think he probably really benefited from that. Evero had a really good year as the uh, Denver defensive coordinator and a first-year coordinator. So, yeah, I think whether it's as a running backs coach, as a consultant, as the quarterbacks coach, whatever it might be, surrounding not just the quarterback but the offensive coordinator with all of those old heads, yeah, that can go a long, long way. Well, Seth, you know, it, it, what it will also do is, is – with a defensive-minded head coach is give you an in-house um, maybe safety net or maybe an in-house next man up 
if if your offensive coordinator's lights out and, and does really well and somebody wants to make him a head coach, okay, you move on. We got two guys in house yeah. that that can that can fill that void. I, I just think we've watched like Bill O'Brien had all his buddies in here and and uh you know, guys that that ultimately had no chance of being a head coach um in terms of, of uh, in the future. Like I just and maybe look, I know there's some exceptions. I'm not throwing everybody under the bus. I'm just saying, generally speaking, on the offensive side of the football. Oh yeah. You know, it, it's. I mean, I was thinking immediately of Anthony Weaver. I was like, well, I'm not. I'm not talking bad about Anthony Weaver. I just. Well, you get my point. No, no, no. I think that was a, that was one of Bill O'Brien's big blind spots and a weakness on the offensive side of the ball is he showed a lot of signs of being insecure in that he wanted to have guys he brought up. Um, you know, which is a classic thing. Anybody listening right now that, you know, works with, with training managers knows that that's a weakness as a manager. If you're afraid to hire people who might be smarter or better than you in some way or that might think a little bit different than you, that's a weakness as a manager. And I think Bill O'Brien had that weakness. He actually didn't – you know, he was – he hired guys who were much more – experience in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball on the offensive side of the ball he tended to want his minions and so that's and and that's another thing too I think the other thing from that Kubiak Shanahan tree and especially like you see it with McVay now those guys operate in such a way that they're trying to find the smartest dudes the best coaches and I think that's why McVay's guys have had some success he goes out and he's not threatened at all by a guy who might be smarter than him or better than him in some way and you know and that's why these guys the fan base gets upset every year because guys are interviewing during the playoffs but like that's how they get those guys they they you you send them on to get head coaching jobs and I think D'Amico is wired that way he's not a guy that's going to be insecure about having really intelligent people on his staff all right Seth appreciate you joining us and uh, we'll all be waiting to see uh, when this actually happens but uh, we'll talk to you next week and I'm sure get more on uh, hopefully uh, the Texans' new head coach. All right, guys. I very much enjoyed it, and thank you for having me on. All right, that's Seth Payne. Listen to him each and every morning, including tomorrow, right here on Sports Radio 610, 6 a.m., 10 a.m. This Payne fella sounds like he's having a good day. He, he is, man. He did. He, he sounds, uh, he sounds uh, like he's enjoying it. All right, uh, somebody else that may make you enjoy things. Michael Brantley, he spoke to the media and talked about The question everybody wants to know with him, is he going to be ready by opening day? We'll discuss that coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.